Welcome to Your Bookkeeping Matters. I'm Lisa Turner, bringing you short and snackable weekly episodes on bookkeeping and business matters in an easy to understand way so you can be in control and confident that you know your bookkeeping matters. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello to you. Thanks for joining me for the last official special guest episode of season two of the show. Rounding out a really stellar lineup, I have with me today Marissa Batty from The Savvy Studio. Marissa is the brains behind the words you see on my social media, my blogs, my website, all the things. She is extremely talented with all things written as a clever copy and content writer. She looks after the email marketing, blogs, and socials for lots of cool and big name businesses. So if you are needing to level up in these areas and put some spice in your marketing, I cannot recommend Marissa highly enough. Her website is, of course, linked in the show notes. But why in a season all about growth did I desperately want her to share her wisdom with us? Well, because there are loads of myths and misconceptions out there about organic social media and the role it plays in growing your business. I get Marissa to explain the difference between organic social media and paid ads and why social media alone won't help you grow. I've seen businesses only doing organic and expecting the sales to roll in and even want to be able to see and measure some sort of return on investment for their socials, which once you finish snacking on this fun and short show, you'll know that's not what organic socials and marketing is all about and why you need more than social media to grow. It's only one piece of the puzzle. Let's get into it. for popping in the studio today, Marissa. No worries. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I couldn't not have you on in this season all about growth. Even though I'm not social media savvy like you, I love knowing all the ins and outs about it as much as I can. So I couldn't wait to hear what you have to share today. Thanks. I can't wait to share. First up, it can be pretty confusing with all the social media platforms and different ways to post What is organic social media? Yeah, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of platforms, but to break it down and make it really simple, organic social media is what you post with no spend behind it. Paid social media is when you have an advertising spend. So you might put together an ad to go on Facebook and Instagram, you've targeted your audience and you've put money behind it. So you've been able to say who you want to target. With organic, you're posting organically and you will reach who the algorithm gods let you reach. <laughs> I uh, love that. And also, you know, who's following you. So you can't say, oh, look, 25-year-olds who are interested in pens, thank you. It's organic. Great. that Because that was my next question. How is organic different to paid? So organic is whoever sees it, sees it. And paid, you have a little bit more push. Yes. Of where you would like it to go, you still don't have that say, but you can direct yeah. who you want to see it. That's right. Okay. Well, 
let's pretend I'm new to running my business and I haven't done social media before and I'm now ready to dive in. What is the role that social media plays in my marketing? Yeah, look, so social media plays a big part in your overall marketing strategy, obviously, but social media is not the whole story. So think of social media as your introduction to your audience. That is where you'll start building brand awareness. You'll start humanizing your brand. And of course, you'll be promoting your products or services and you'll hope to get ROI, but it's not a direct selling tool. There were all these stories of this skincare brand amassed a million followers and they're an overnight success just because they used an influencer on social media. It's a different ball game now and social media is one piece of the puzzle. Getting people to know you. And for those who don't know what ROI is, that's return on investment. So yes. getting return for the money that you're spending, getting it done. That's right. What kind of impact then if I don't do organic social media in the different areas of my business and growth, what impact would it have if I didn't do organic? So look, like I said, organic social media is one piece of the puzzle. And I think the bigger question that business owners need to ask themselves is what stage of the buyer journey are you targeting? So there are four stages. So you've got buyer awareness where they're becoming aware of your brand. They don't really know you exist, but then they see you and they're like, okay, so you're warming them up. And the content you'd provide there is social media posts, blog posts, social proof, user-generated content. So that's one element. And then you've got buyer consideration. So they've stumbled across you and they're like, oh, I like the look of you. I like what you're doing. I'm considering purchasing. And then your content should be around that. So user-generated content, showing what value your product or service brings them, and hopefully getting them to the stage of a decision. So getting them to know you. That's right. So they're warmed. They're like, okay, so I might purchase. And then you've got to pull them into the decision-making process. They've done the research, they've gathered their evidence, and this is when you want to hit them with the icing on the cake. So hopefully you've got them subscribed to your email marketing mail list. And so you're sending them email marketing pieces, promoting on social media, getting social proof to get them across the line. They all feed into each other. So it's not so much if I'm not posting on social media, what would that mean? It's if I'm not being strategic and aligning my content marketing overall, what will that mean? Posting without purpose is not going to win your business. It's not going to help you grow. It's not going to get people to be aware with you, aware of you, not going to show them what you're about, the kind of person you are, the kind of business you are. If you weren't to do social media organic, it sounds like you would be cold calling, cold selling and just no connection. That's right. It's your ability to humanize your brand and connect with your audience. So you need to do the organics as part of the overall puzzle. That's correct. And I think these days consumers are a lot savvier than say 15 years ago where there was spend on billboards and in the paper and someone would see a billboard for a vacuum and go, it's on a billboard, must be good. 
now they're like, hmm, is it though? That's right. They see something on social media. They're like, okay, that looks like a good vacuum. I'm going to read the reviews. I want to see a how-to video. I want to see it in action. They're not just going to make such a quick decision. They want to be taken on a journey. Yeah. They want to see proof before they purchase. So it's a different market now and organic social media plays into that journey. Okay, so that's all brilliant. If we don't do organics, we're missing a giant piece of the puzzle. People getting to know us, like us, follow along with us, know the things that we're offering instead of just getting smacked in the face with an ad. What kind of tips or hacks do you have to help with that in terms of doing great social media? Yeah, doing great social media requires more work now than it did in the past. So like I touched on, buyer journeys, you've got to understand the journey and create content for each pillar to convert. So you need a good strategy. Say you're selling water bottles. Having a pretty picture of a water bottle is not going to sell your water bottles. You need to talk about why your water bottle is different. Can it be customized? Show how it's unique. Why you need to drink water. Why you need to drink water. What benefit that has to your health. That could be an informational piece on your blog. You need a holistic strategy to create great content. That's a really good tip. Don't just dive in blindly posting random stuff. That's right. Even if there's like, you know, grab a piece of paper and write down all of your frequently asked questions, what your current customers love about it, how you're different, put it into a spreadsheet, start creating content based on those things. Things that will be helpful to the client or prospective customer to know what could happen if they buy from you. That's right. So that's, you know, making sure your messaging is right. That's a great tip all by itself. Make sure you've got your messaging right because you don't want to be talking about this and they go to buy and go, oh, that's not what the social media post said. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and also having integrity, that's a really good point too because I was writing a piece for someone else the other day and it was I made a point on integrity and image combined. If you have just integrity, but your image isn't right on social media, so your photography is no good, your branding is no good, your copywriting is no good, you're not going to grow, obviously. But the same in the same breath, if your image is like top-notch, but your integrity isn't there. People won't connect with you. Yeah, but also like if you're saying your product's going to do something and it doesn't, if you've got you know, if you've missed half the order and not addressed it properly, if you're not being <laughs> on top of your customer journey and both ways are no good. So you have to have integrity as a brand, but your image. So that's the other thing, you know, like it's so visual now. I mean, when I got into social media eight years ago, you could pretty much get away with a photo with a, a random Mayfair filter and go, this is our new bag. Up the link in the bio to buy it. Yay. And you get 145 likes. Now there's no excuse not to have lifestyle photography. There's no excuse not to have really good graphics in even if you're using Canva. Oh, isn't Canva the best? Canva is my best friend. I spend like 60% of my time in Canva and it just keeps getting better. So even if you're not a graphic designer, being able to like, you know, magic erase things, color match, 
even use templates if you're not loving designing things. Have a search for templates and edit them. So that is another amazing tool. I love, oh, Sketch Social is what I use to schedule. As in to post in advance for you. That's right. That's the most reliable social media scheduler I've come across in my eight years. And I also use Airtable to collaborate with clients. So that's basically like a souped up spreadsheet. Which I use with you regularly and I can confirm it's amazing. (laughs) It's really good. So even um, if you're doing your own social media, get on Airtable. And plan it. Don't wing it. And plan it out. Yeah, have your ideas sheet. Have your social media content strategy in there. Then put some posts together. and All that's really helpful in terms of tips and hacks. So make sure you plan it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're using really good quality images. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's tied to the rest of your strategies with your paid ads, your blogs and things. So it's all cohesive and you are doing it with integrity. Yes, that's right. And also another point is that, again, social media is very different now. Like, you know, Instagram eight years ago, you'd post one photo, you're done. If you are not using the platform to its full advantage, your reach isn't going to be there. So I'm talking static posts, carousels, reels, stories. You need to be touching on all elements of what the platform offers to really have a robust, a really holistic use of it. Yes, a really robust content strategies. To clarify before I ask this next question then, mm. looking after organic, you are a social media manager who looks after organic, yes. not a paid ads manager. The two are different areas, right? Or is that different business to business? Like one person might do paid and organic or... Some some social media managers do paid and organic. I specialise in organic. It is a different thing, but they are tied together. So if you hear social media manager, it doesn't just mean organic. But if you hear paid ads manager, they likely only do paid. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So then some would think it would be pretty straightforward to do the organic aspect. And I do hear this a lot. Why is there such a varied cost between social media managers? Yeah. So, look, there are so many elements that go into creating high-quality social media content. When you're looking at costs, it is very dependent on the individual. So they could be a junior social media manager just starting out. So their rates are super low. Or you could be getting a senior. So you need to check that when you're looking at their rates. Also, There are so many variables into the service you're getting. So copy, creative, scheduling, video editing. You know, some social media managers even do photography. So there's so much and it depends what your package includes, even engagement on social media. And then tools. So when you're working with a social media manager, are they paying for their Canva subscription? Are they paying for the social media scheduling tool? All of that costs money and will show on their rates. And the last thing is time. So the amount of time, and I can't stress this enough, it (laughs) takes to create social media in this landscape has just snowballed. Like I said, I've been doing this eight years. It used to be one static image. Now 
you're creating carousels, you're creating reels, it's very graphic heavy, you want the feed to look beautiful. There are so many things that go into it. Like occasionally when I'm getting really into a post and it's like an info post and it's going to be really hard hitting, I'm not joking, it can take me an hour for that one post. So got to look at that too. At the value you're getting from the person, how much effort they're going to put into knowing you and your business and getting the posts right and really aligned with you and your message. Yeah, the research that goes into it, like you've got to, as a social media manager, you're sort of wearing so many hats and you're working with different clients and, you know, maybe it's skincare and the ingredients in that skincare and how they work together and what kind of skin type that's going to suit. Like you, you need to know the business. So it's not just, hey, post the pretty picture of our moisturiser. and That's where you'll be paying the low dollars. That's right. But if you get yeah. a good social media manager, they know what the moisturiser does, what it targets, who it's for. They know what kind of messaging they're creating. They're aligning that with your brand tone of voice. It's, it's a whole process. So just like I've been talking about through the whole season when we're talking about outsourcing, you get what you pay for and really research who you want to work with and what you want to get from it because don't base your decisions on price because you will never compare apples with apples for all those reasons. The social media managers all do different things. So you can't say, I'm going to go with them because they're cheaper. They might only be doing one-tenth of the stuff of the other person and at a completely different level. So if you really want to up-level your business and grow, you need to make sure you connect with and find the right social media manager. Because having worked with you myself for so long now, Mm -hmm. I know it's a really collaborative approach and we work together to map out a month ahead, Mm -hmm. what's going on in my business. It's not a case of, here you go, social media posts are now up to you. And I know you touched on a couple of your tools already, Canva and Sked. Are there any other favorite tools of the trade, so to speak, that you uh, work together with your clients? Uh, Airtable to collaborate. I use Google Google Drive to collaborate. I also have like some stock styled subscriptions as well, just for those times, like, you know, maybe it's a pen, but this particular pen is brand new and they don't have a good flat lay photo of this brand new pen. So I will go and find a really good flat lay and I will overlay the pen on the flat lay to create an image. Does that make sense? So I have yeah, yeah, access yeah. to stock photography, which I pay for. I think that's about it though, like in regards to social media alone. As a content marketer overall, I do a lot of work in Clavio. I do a lot of work in Marcelo. I do a lot of copywriting. So I'm always using. Yes. If you see anything on my website and my blogs, Marissa is the words behind that. She's so amazing. Thanks. And also like Google, how did we even survive without Google? Like you know, right. (laughs) To research and understand Google is like my best friend. Yeah. I just, I honestly don't know how we did before that. I know. Crazy. Yeah. Thank you for all of that insight into how your beautiful mind works when piecing all the social media, the organic social media together. You know all too well I could chat to you all day. I better keep this episode short and snackable and ask you two last questions that I always ask all my guests. Mm -hmm. 
What is one tip that makes your finances easier for you as a small business owner yourself? Okay, so I am a creative and my brain does not stretch to finances easily. (laughs) Like, I mean, I would happily clean my bathroom over like looking at my expenses and understanding. (laughs) And, you know, it's just my brain doesn't do it. So I've got a bookkeeper to do those bits because if it's yep. up to me, it just wouldn't get done. Yeah. Um, and I have an accountant. So my advice to anyone who is in business and wants to make their finances easier and they don't have the money sort of brain, numbers brain, hire a bookkeeper, just do it. Like Make your life easier. Yeah. Like you would waste so much time on the books if you were like me where you could just outsource it and get that time back. To do your revenue generating activities. Yes, that's right. Get back to, so I like doing my work. I like creating. I like writing. I like doing those things. I don't like that element. So outsource it. We don't go into business to do bookkeeping. Well, I did. Yeah, you did. You don't and the listeners don't. And that's exactly the same as me. I didn't go into bookkeeping to do the social media. So that's why I have you, my friend. That's right. So just... If it's not your strength, outsource it. And finances is too important to get wrong because there's so many impacts everywhere. And while we're talking about growth, how can you grow if you don't know your numbers? It just it all ties back to your finances. So that's why I always ask what's your favorite tip and to get the experts to help you is a great tip. Mm-hmm. It's my number one. Second question. Yeah. <laughs> when you first started out, What is something you wish you did differently with your business numbers? Yeah. So look, when I first started out, my aim was just to, well, not just, but I wanted to do what I'm doing, but I didn't actually think about the finances at all. I mean, I used a really basic software tool that was like, just not good. I kept a spreadsheet that was a bit all over the shop. I didn't think long-term at all. I was just very green. So I wish I had have, at the start, treated my business like a business and got a bookkeeper, got the got software, software, yeah, and set myself up properly because then it was just a mess and then I had to fix it and then that was a nightmare. Unfortunately, that's a pretty common scenario. People think I'll just wing it for now because it's just a side hustle. Mm. I'm not going to do anything with it, so I won't worry about it. But- it doesn't matter what stage your business is at you need to look after the numbers from the start because at some stage you're going to have to do a tax return. Mm -hmm. They're going to ask what's your revenue. You're going to say, I don't know. Yeah, and I think it comes down to a lot as well. I don't know if this is women, but we tend to say, oh, well, I'm just giving it a go. I just, I just, I'm not sure. And we don't back ourselves. I think we should say, I have launched this business and I will. It's going to go gangbusters. It will go well. I might not be a multimillionaire, but it's going to go well and I'm going to treat it as such from the start. Start out how you intend to grow and finish. That's right. So it's like Great. that imposter syndrome, like I'll just play small and I'll just use a spreadsheet. No, get the tools. Do the Back yourself. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's such a strong message. Yeah. Thank you again, Marissa. I love chatting with you and soaking up all your insight. Thank you, Lisa, for inviting me on. I hope that was helpful to your audience. 
Oh, I have no doubt that it will be. If you're keen to work with Marissa, dive over to her website, thesavvystudio.com.au, which I will, of course, link in the show notes. Did I get that correct? Yes, you did. Well done. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Thanks so much, Lisa. No, thank you. If you haven't already, this is the perfect time to jump over and leave a review and hit the subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't miss out on any short and snackable episodes. Thank you for listening along today and I'll catch you next time chatting through your bookkeeping matters. Bye.